Sanctimonious Archons. Welcome to Sanctimonious, a Keyforge podcast where two zealous Keyforge players discuss various topics regarding combat within the Crucible. Stand at attention and salute your hosts, Sir Jake Sir Alex. and Sir Dan. And welcome to another episode of Sanctimonious, a Jakeless podcast. This is Dan, and with me I've got Alex. Say hello, Alex. Hello, Alex. Yes, nailed it. Dad jokesy night. Yes, this is the <laughs> dad joke episode. The two dads, no non dads on the cast. So sorry, Jake. The puns are going to be terrible, and the jokes going to be even worse. Buckle up. Hard for the course. <laughs> How you doing, Alex? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh... You know, just enjoying uh, some very warm weather down in Oklahoma and, you know, living that work from home life and just making it through the pandemic with small children. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a chore. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's been cool here, but it's supposed to hit triple digits over the weekend. So I won't be leaving my one room that has an air conditioner in it probably for most of the weekend, if possible. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, let's get into it. So this episode's gonna be a little, a little ragtag. We had a plan, but then Jake was unfortunately called away. So we're gonna kind of run with something that's really kind of sparked our interest here. Um, but first, let's start with some inspirations. Alex, what has inspired you in Keyforge this week? Uh, I have been inspired by. Uh... Uh, well, actually, I started playing, I borrowed a deck from one of our Discordians, Bur Burnside, uh, for the format we're actually going to be talking about today, uh, which was a Worlds Collide, it's a Worlds Collide, Brobnar, Sarian, uh, what's the third? Wait, out? Worlds Collide, Brobnar? Was it yeah, loaded? Worlds Collide, Brobnar, Sarian, Untamed, that's what it is. Untamed, uh, yeah. And, like, I, I, I love this deck, like, it's one of those decks that, I have seen him play, and to be honest, looking at the it, it's it made me it inspired me because looking at the list, I was I would not I remember when he first showed it to me, I was like not that excited, um, but every time I've played it against him, it's just felt like so for a for a deck that has like very low efficiency, it feels so efficient, and that's kind of crazy, and so it's just it's kind of like. You know, where you always, you just, we say this, but you're always like learning more about the game. And so it's inspired me again that, like, man, there's just like this whole, there's like, pro, there's whole like deck strategies, deck archetypes that I'm not even looking at that are, are probably really good. Um, and it just inspired me to like really dive into uh, different, diff more strategies that I haven't explored before. Um, and so it's just, uh, that was really fun. I've been really, and so I got to play this deck a couple of times and I, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. He lent me his, uh, sins deck that I think is like an 81 SAS uh, mass mutation sins deck. And I only piloted it once because then somebody else sent me an actual French sins deck, which was up for vote on the let's play and got narrowly edged out. So congrats. Aw, shucks. Alex. Oh, your sure. deck, your deck shucks is our let's play deck. So I think next week we're planning on recording about our impressions of that deck. Just early, early spoiler warning. Blech. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so my inspiration has been playing more mass mutations, playing with the sins. The sins are very cool um, when you can land a few of them out on the table at a time. It becomes really silly 
what you can manage to pull off with them. Um, so that's been super fun. Um, his deck is really cool. I've played a few of your different decks, a couple of your DAV decks, and yeah, uh, Dark Amber Vault, for those of you not in the cool jargon know, so the card that allows you to draw a card when you play a mutant and also gives all your mutants plus one power, or is it plus two? That's plus two. Plus two. So gross. That's gross. Yeah. So DAV decks are, you know, Alex's calling card, but yeah, I've just been super inspired. So, I mean, what's really gotten me going it's like two nights ago, um, Alex, I think you, you just randomly said we should do some kind of draft format with drafting houses because we were kind of yeah. talking about that was going to be the plan yeah. for this episode. Yeah. Whereas me, Jake, and Alex were going to draft house by sets. So, I mean, like first pick overall, Alex could have potentially taken, say, something like, um, I don't know, you'd probably take like World's Collide Logos or something. Yeah. Something like, silly like that, where I would probably go Coda Dis as my first. No, I think I had Shadows. Go to Shadows is my first overall. But yeah, we were going to do that, but we're like, what if we could make a format out of this? Like, how how would you go about that? Um, so, I mean, this is just bleeding right over into our main topic of the day is our attempt at creating a Keyforge draft format where you draft the houses you play. So our first thought was um, three-round draft where you literally just draft the three houses. You have eight people. Each house is available three times. So once it's selected three times, nobody else can take it. So it's kind of got that white elephant feel to it. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of funny. Like first three picks, pretty much every draft. We did like, I think, two or three of those drafts. And the first three picks each time was dis. <laughs> it's like, okay, people people value dis highly. Um, so we're like, well, how do we make this a little bit better? I was like, well, let's go to four rounds and make four copies available. And still, disc just kind of like flew off the board, but that one felt all right. Like four, four round felt good. We snake drafted, so that means um, eight pick gets to go twice. So one through eight, then eight gets picks eight and nine, and it goes back up the list. So then pick one will go twice in a row, and it comes back down one more time. That felt a little bit better. It was like okay, this feel it feels pretty open with four copies of each house available. Like you're able to land on something you want. And then Jake had this crazy idea. He's like, what if we made it a six-round draft except for you're banning the houses you don't want to have in your deck? And I'm like, that's crazy. That'll never work. That sounds ridiculous. Like, that just sounds so convoluted. Um, yeah, I think we've ran like six or seven of those test drafts now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, by far our favorite version of it, and we're still kind of tinkering. But right now it's a six-round draft, so there's six copies of each house. Um, our current stipulations are you can't pick the same house twice. So if the person before you picks Brobnar, um, the per the next person can't ban Brobnar. They've got to ban a different house from being in their deck. Um, once the house bans are gone, that leaves two people um, stuck in that house. Like that's going to be one of their three houses. Uh, it's been pretty smooth every single time, except for this very last draft. Poor Burnside in the number one chair had his three houses picked for him by everybody else <laughs> on round three. He was stuck into Brobnar, Sari, and Mars, which is an impossible house combo. Um, but I mean, that's the first time that's happened. I mean, like I said, we haven't done, I think we've done, yeah, I don't even know. It's at least seven or eight of those drafts. Um, big shout out, big thanks to the people that have been helping test Lady Aurora, Jeffrey PP, Odd Monster, Grish Hammer, Dave Cordero, Muffins for not only helping test, but creating the best Excel spreadsheet that just automatically does this because I was 
doing it a very manual word <laughs> word document for the first three or four drafts where I was literally deleting the house and typing in people's picks. And now I've got a nice drop down menu that auto populates everything. So thank you, Muffins. You're amazing. Yeah. Um, we said thank you. Our... I mean, really thank you to everybody who's helped out, like just uh, refine like what was a very raw idea into something very like very playable very fun i mean i think at this point we you know we've pretty much settled on like the uh what like maybe like the spine or like you know the foundation of the of the format and we're really just tinkering around with uh like the the details to make sure that it's balanced uh and the draft is fair and what people's decks end up with fair and so yeah but huge thank you just huge shout out to everybody in the discord that this has been just like probably one of the more enjoyable keyboard <laughs> things i've done in a while just like messing around with this format it's so it's like we've you know you and i dan were talking a little bit before the podcast started and just saying like this is like this feels like drafting in the spirit of keyforge um like very much we are just taking what exists and you have to like make do with what's there rather than select you know selecting individual cards that would be in your deck or even individual houses you just kind of have to live off the land as it were um yeah like we're still finding like it's it's super interesting um but i think i just want to make sure i include everybody i think odd monster i don't know if i've included you yet but thank you he's been in a bunch of the drafts um, Lady Aurora has done quite a few of the drafts and has offered a lot of insight. Dave Cordero. Um, Dave Cordero. I'm pretty sure I got him. Lady yeah. 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 She's been watching, watching along. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, like the one thing we have to cover, we're trying to figure out right now is the impossible house combination. And essentially the biggest <laughs> Mars is the problem house. <laughs> If you get stuck with Mars and either Starion or Star Alliance, you're in an impossible house combination. We're working through that. Our current workaround is potentially making allowing that person to roll out of Mars or one of the world's collide houses and then randomly um, choose one of the houses that gets zeroed out during the draft. That way, if you get stuck in a Burnside situation where it's round three and your picks don't matter anymore then you at least have a chance to influence which houses do get zeroed out so you can still try to angle your way. But yeah, <laughs> people won't. And I will say, like, I feel like right I feel now. like Burns I feel like Burnside <laughs> said this, but I feel like he uh he said he chose like he was going for like a kind of a weird strategy and it just like got burnt it got burned by it like immediately. Sorry, I had to tell the Discord I can't run another draft right now. I'm podcasting. <laughs> I am currently recording. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're trying to figure out a way to kind of uh, negate that. I mean, like I said, we've done a bunch of drafts. That was the first time. I mean, it was just so crazy. It was like round three. Burnside's like, I think I'm locked in my three houses already. And we looked and I was like, yep, you sure are. You sure are. <laughs> you should not ban shadows first. Um, so, yeah. So I, let's just talk about it. So our drafts, like we said, like when you're actually picking your houses, it felt like dis and shadows were kind of like the high picks. Dish Shadow Logos were the high picks, and that's not surprising. Like, not surprising in the least yeah. bit. Makes sense. But when you go backwards and you start banning things, that's where it gets interesting. I mean, people are going to be shocked, but Brobnar seems to be the first house that everybody bans. Unless you're Dave Cordero and you have a five Eye, 
Um, <laughs> Brobnar deck. Then you just say, yeah, you can stick me with Brobnar. I don't mind. And we've seen that too. I actually did one draft, one elimination draft where I'm like, I don't mind if I get stuck into Brobnar because I can hit Oppenheimer with Brobnar. So, and I did. Um, yeah, so you're really you're really advantaged if you have a Brobnar, a good Brobnar deck. For sure. I mean, I think if you have a Brobnar Mars deck, you're like in a real good <laughs> spot for this format. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Because Brobnar and Mars seem to be the first two to go because people have learned. Because like, like I said, we've had kind of the same people doing the drafts over and over again, which is good because then um, we're kind of seeing people learn strategies to the draft and all that kind of thing. So we're seeing some new strategies of all people making some um, picks that are... Uh, yeah, that are a little more informed. I mean, poor Burnside, it was his first draft. And yeah, like, like I said, round three, he was locked into his three houses and had like really no effect on the draft thereafter. He was just picking houses to pick houses, unfortunately. So um, yeah, so Brobnar has been first. Mars has been second just because the people that have drafted it a few times realize that if you get stuck in Mars and you get stuck in, say, one of the world's collide houses, then you have an impossible deck. And right now we've just been trying to avoid that when possible. Brobnar Mars and then Sanctum has been unfortunately another house that's seen some early dismissals as well yeah. as Sarian. I've been kind of surprised. Sarian has always seemed to kind of get some early, early Well, band. I think I think so, and that's the interesting thing about the format. It's like, man, I do I just love it. It's like you <laughs> you add this interesting real this interesting dynamic because Sarian is a good house. They're actually they're good. I think they're pretty reasonable in both mass mutations and um in both mass mutations and worlds collide but the challenge is if you don't ban sarian uh you really lock yourself into i have to play mass worlds mutations collide. or worlds <laughs> collide and i think i think the i think that you want to for most of the time stay as broad as possible for as long as possible and you know because you know that like your sarian is basically going to be probably one of the first houses banned so then you're in this awkward position of like if i don't ban it now i might not get a chance to and i might get locked into a sarian deck and depending on what else you know what other houses you get you are able to to accrue that may or may not work out depending on your sarian options um so that's where i've always whenever i've been drafting i'm just trying to stay as broad as possible like i know that i want like for me i have i basically have to have logos um that's like a prior <laughs> that's like a priority like i i literally don't think that like the majority of my good decks have logos in them um so as soon as i cut logos out i'm like down like a lot um dis is second priority and then it's like the third house is a lot more flexible but those two i kind of have to try to lock those in so i'll ban basically anything to try to stay with those houses non-banned <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, the, the thing you have to really watch is, so, I mean, we have it in the spreadsheet set up, so it's ticking down the houses, so you can see how many are left, and you just have to kind of keep your eye on, like, oh, shoot, people are kind of making, a, like, obviously, Brobnar at the very beginning, like, if you don't want to be in a Brobnar deck, you need to ban it early, yeah. um, if possible, because we're, with the no, no two picks in a row, we were seeing, like, <laughs> we saw one draft where, like, the first four bans were all Brobnar, and it's like, ooh, this just feels bad, because you're in the seven or eight seat, like, you could just be stuck with a Brobnar deck, and you never had a, ch never had a chance. Yeah. So that's why we did and the it no did happen to me, one of the drafts, I got, I was in the eighth seat, and got locked into Brobnar 
on the first round of draft picks. And that was really awkward because I don't have almost I, I looked at my I looked at my deck list, my my decks of Keyforge list of decks, and I have like two even like kind of competitive Bravdar decks. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, and like so I'm in an advantage too. Like one of my best decks is Zia, which is a Mars dish shadows. And so I can not like if I want I when I wanted to hit Zia, I hit Zia because Mars was another, like I said, the house that's banned quite a bit and it's pretty easy to then avoid. I just have to make sure I prioritize Sar Sarians and Star Alliance as a ban so I'm not stuck in an impossible situation. And once I get there, um it's been good. With no um double picking allowed, we were finding that it was super, super easy to kind of steer your way into the deck you wanted at the end. Um, so that's another reason because kind of towards the end of the draft like on your last pick you have four houses available to you so you just look through your collection of those four houses and just ban the last house um shout out to decks of keyforge this has been amazing for this draft format they have a search feature when you're in my decks that you can just um, do houses and you can literally put an x in a house so if you are if you like if you eliminated that house you can click an x so once you get rid of Brabnar, like my collection, once I get rid of Brabnar, goes from 145 decks to 86 decks. And it leaves them ordered so I can kind of guide my way through as I'm looking to see what my top decks are as I'm drafting. So that's been super handy when I've not been running the draft. Well, I've been running all the drafts, so I haven't been using it lately. I've just been drafting, but uh, it's just super cool. It's, it's super fun when we, we were having a little bit more time and I was able to use that. It's kind of fun to watch my my collection dwindle and go, okay, this these are the house combinations I still have left that I would want to play in a competitive event. Yeah. Um, how do I how do I make sure I can land on those houses? Um, the second to last draft we did, the uh, person before me chose logos, which allowed me not to be able to ban logos, which made me very sad because the house combination I had. I went from having a 76 SAS deck that I really enjoy playing available to me um, to not being able to ban logos and having to play logos with the other two houses that like dropped me to a 69 SAS deck that I picked up as a lark. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, oh no. <laughs> it was it was unfortunate. And yeah, like if we'd played it with the two house picks in a row, like I would have been able to still just ban logos and get the the more powerful decks. So yeah, it really, it's it's a draft, like it's a format you have to do a few times to really get your head around it. Yeah, I feel like most of, the people who, most of the people who've done it the first time are like, oh, like, like they draft a house and then they're like, oh, I made a mistake. Like immediately, <laughs> like I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, uh, poor muffins. So what, what, what do you, oh yeah. Her, her first draft, she's like, I don't really mind if I get stuck in Mars or Sanctum. And she got Mars and Sanctum. She's like, crap <laughs> i don't have the <laughs> i don't have the deck that has both of them i could do one or the other but she got locked into both houses what but, do you think um i wanted to ask what do you think the challenges of this format are like you know because um somebody in the discord uh uh and i want to give a shout out thanks hydrophilic attack for giving some feedback on it uh, one thing he brought up was like you know you need he he's like does this advantage players who have huge collections um what do you what do you think about that so, I, I mean thought. yeah i mean the game itself kind of advantages people that have large collections like <laughs> like every format's better if you have a large collection to pull from 
Um, this is, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Like, I mean, especially <laughs> on on the Archon side, like, yeah. just unless we're playing adaptive, you're probably advantaged by a large collection. Like, that's certainly true for Vault Tours. Like, even, you know, uh, just straight Archon, Triad, you need, I mean, Triad, you probably need as, as large. I think if you have a, tri- a collection that can support Triad, you probably have a collection that can support this format. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, so again, I mean, not everybody is sitting here looking at like 80 plus SAS decks all over their collections. I mean, obviously those players are going to be advantaged. I think what this format really advantages is having like a good deck in some of the... I mean, so (laughs) having good Mars and Brobnar decks in this format is very advantageous. It's Like, like, it's like basically being like, if you're like a player who has counter meta decks, like you're not always playing shadows, you're not always playing this, you're not always playing logos, you're actually more advantaged in this format than if you're, you know, you only have those like, because it's harder to get the popular houses. Yeah, it it's actually surprised me a little bit because I was, you know, like I said, when we were actually choosing our houses, this seemed to be the house that was like snapped up first. In this format, I we've had a lot of people actually ban this in the later rounds. Like, yeah, they've gotten to the point. I mean, I've done it. Like one of the the deck I angled myself into in the last one is Logo Shadows Star Alliance, which is actually surprise like super open because yeah, people are generally trying to get rid of Star Alliance and Sarian, so I just had to ban Sarian. Uh, Shadows isn't a super high pick. Like a lot of people aren't ending up in Shadows decks, which is really interesting. Like just yeah, houses you'd think would be more prevalent. So this last draft, it ended with four people um, able to take. So half the half the group could play Dis. Half the half the draft pod, and I was concerned with this format that like people that wanted to play Dis wouldn't be able to. And I think was it Flibber or Ugluck? No, it was Arlie. Arlie. Thank you, Arlie, for helping test. And our first rendition of this is just like, well, I'm in the eighth seed. I'm not going to get dis anyway. So we banned dis and like three other people banned dis yeah. like right after him. Yeah. He was like, well, <laughs> oops. <laughs> so, I mean, you just never know. Like we've been seeing dis get banned a lot. Um, in this last draft, yeah, Shadows was banned five times. So only three people are running Shadows. One of the one of the drafts, I sat in two seats and banned shadows twice. I actually tried <laughs> to ban it a third time, but that was illegal. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, because yeah, if you're not angling for a coda deck, like I guess if you're angling for an AOA, shadows is still good. But if you're playing um, Dub C or Mass Mutation, like shadows wasn't is not amazing in those sets. So, and I have a kind of weird. I mean, I have a weird deck in that my best coda deck is non shadows. So. My best coded deck is Logos Untamed a Dis. Yeah, but I mean, like the nice thing about this is there are going to be two people minimum running each house. Yeah. Because I mean, two people are going to get locked into, let's see here, one, two, three. We had three houses locked in on this last draft, and that can, that number can change. I guess Untamed got there too, didn't it? Four. So we had four houses that were locked in completely. Um, and it could be three to four because there's two dis houses left, two logos bands left, one sanctum ban. Which was the first time sanctum actually made it through a draft. Yeah, sanctum ban made it through, not completely banned. <laughs> not completely banned. Oh. <laughs> oh, poor sanctum. Well, and I think I think that that's the strong suit of this format. You know, like 
though you require like, like uh, I can definitely see the perspective of like thinking like, oh, maybe this requires a lot of decks. I've actually, you know, Dan, I would say that I have like of competitive decks, like decks that I consider to be actually like, hey, I could show up at like a, any really competitive event and at least have some modicum of success. I would say I have like five to 10 of those, may, maybe. Like if we're talking like vault tour level, it's probably like less than that. It's probably more like three to four. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so even with that, like I would so so I would say like I I have I maybe I think I think I'm in like probably like the fiftieth percentile for like deck collection size something like that. I felt like I'm able every game I'm able to get or every draft I'm able to angle for at least one deck that I have that I would like like playing. Um, knowing that also that every other per every person is probably not going to get their like ideal house combination um there might be you know so, and sometimes i think and this is true of any format there might be like a winner like there might end up being like one one person who just the things fall the way they fall and they get really good ho optimum house choices and, and they end up with like their best deck but i think that that's part of the fun of the format like we're not trying to stop people from ever playing good decks we're just trying to say like, what does the field look like when it's more diverse? And is that deck still the best deck, even when um, everybody has to make different choices than they normally would if they just had, you know, complete? Uh, so it's like the advantage. I mean, you, you, you mentioned this, Dan, but I think you're right. Like, this is basically a limited format for Keyforge. Um, you're restrict, we're restricting choices. And in the restricting choices, some really interesting strategy uh delineations come out um and so that's what's been i think that part and part of it has been really fun for me to see and it's really fun to see some players who i think are really i mean operating at really high competitive levels get into this format um think that you know see the potential of it and everybody just like everybody just working together to build this new thing that we think it would will be really fun um and we hope you know we don't know no date announced for this yet but we're hoping to do uh a another glorious few eventually no no no, 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 no. it's not the glorious few it's the glorious you glorious you, yeah, you too <laughs> <laughs> so our thought there is we're going to run a tournament so there's gonna be an open qualifier Arcom best of one um depending on how many people sign up if it's under 32 players we'll do a top eight cut and then the following so we'll do the draft after the cut People will draft to get their houses for the actual event the following weekend. If we get over 32 players, we'll probably do a top cut of 16 people and do, do, do two draft pods of eight people each with the winner of each pod then facing off in the finals. So yeah, that's our tentative plan. We're hoping to maybe shoot that out at the end of September. So that gives us some more time here to test our drafting process and really nail it in. So if you want to be a part of these test drafts just join the discord hop in there um <laughs> yeah you can also find if you're interested uh we have uh in the pins of the community team i believe channel uh we have the rules actually 
Oh uh, yeah, in the community team and feedback channel on our Discord, we do have the rules uh, explicitly written out if you're a little bit confused uh, and you need some clarification. Um, we'll try to link that in the show show notes too, like link the rule, uh, like a document of the rules um, if you're interested in reading them. Uh, note that they are still, this is still very much, our draft format is still very much in draft. Uh, so none of this is completely finalized uh yeah. so but it's, yeah it's just so cool because like people have their decks and so depending on who's drafting like it really de like kind of switches up the draft i mean it does the last draft so burnside like i said poor burnside ended up brob mars sarian i did logos shadow star alliance because that's one of my better worlds collide decks that i enjoy playing dave we need to Force him not to have Brobnar so we can get off his Edai deck. Five Edai deck, the Brobnar Dis Logos. Alex, you ended Dis Logos and Untamed. Jeffrey PP ended Sanctum Shadow Star. So it's just it's interesting. Like, yeah. We had three Sanctum players this this round. Lady Aurora's second seat. She played two two seats in this draft. Went Dis Mars Sanctum and Dis. Oh, Dismar Sankum and then Logos Sarian Untamed. Then Muffins in the eight seat said it was lit. Loved being in that eight seat with that wheel pick where you get to pick twice in a row and a Dis Sanctum Shadows. Yeah, so just interesting house combinations. I'm trying to find, I want to save, I'm going to try to pin the uh, draft sheet as well. So if people want to run these drafts on their own, that'll also be in the pins. So I'm not the only one that <laughs> has to be available to run these. There we go. Pin message. It is pinned right now. Um, so yeah, hop in there, grab that sheet. It's really, really easy to do. Um, I've just been using a randomizer online to move our seat order. I also did a couple of drafts where we selected the seats we wanted to sit in just to see how it felt in those seats. So we're really trying to make it so that it's equitable and fair for every seat in the draft. And it's never going to be completely fair, but I feel like the no two consecutive picks has really helped. Because, yeah, like I said, pick seven and eight if you don't have a Brobnar deck and the first six players just all ban Brobnar, then that's kind of a feel-bad moment. Yeah, it can, it can happen that way. But, I mean, I, I like kind of like the challenge of those situations. Like, that doesn't... I kind of find it I, like when I got locked into Brobner, I was like, oh, okay, like, what am I going to do here? <laughs> uh, so how am I going to, how am I going to play this out? And that actually was, I felt, I felt like it was still a fun experience, even when I got locked into a house. Um, and I will say the, I, I think like, ideally, the way that we've thought about this format is you're doing, you would do this as a team, like, you know, you would do this or like, even just you would do this as a friend group, if you're not on a team or something, you know, like, you so you can pool decks if uh to find you know something that will be competitive that will uh, that fits your house combination um you of course could do this as an individual but it's just like you said you know you're limited by your uh like your by your deck pool in that case i mean that was like well it's sorry. kind of exciting like i mean i've got a lot of i think i have like 147 decks on the dok profile right now it's kind of exciting once you get locked into that first house, like then looking at all of your decks that have that house and trying to see how do I maneuver my way into this deck that has this house that's yeah. not going to like 
destroy me trying to play it. <laughs> yeah, that I'm actually like that. I'm not just going to get wrecked over and over again for trying to play. So let's see. I currently have 220 decks on decks of Keyforge. I think some of those are. I think that's not a wholly accurate, but to be honest, there's probably some stuff I need to delete. But uh, if I go, if I filter for Brobnar, I'm down to 60 decks already. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no love for the Brobbers. No. Of the of that, only three of them are seventy plus sass. <laughs> yeah, like if I hit Brobner, like I said, I'm going for Oppenheimer. That's my I have Oppenheimer and I've got one other coded deck that's actually pretty decent. Wonder the Church Sentinel. And then I have uh my four mother deck too. So like I've got a few options if I get stuck into Brobnar where I wouldn't feel too bad. Um Oppenheimer has dis. They all have shadows though, so if I got locked out, if I got locked into Robnar and out of shadows, it would feel real bad. So trouble. It would be yeah, but it's kind of hard to get locked out of a house because as long as you don't pick it, you're not going to get locked out of it. You could be forced into it. But yeah, I suppose if I was forced into a second house, I got some wiggle I don't know. It's super fun. You should really try it. Um, if you don't want to try it by yourselves, definitely get on the Discord. And hop in the community team and I guess yell at me. That seems to be the way people are wanting to run traps. <laughs> but no, I, I'll run it in there and there's a way to screen share within Discord. So I've just been screen sharing the um, the sheet as we make our draft picks so everybody can see. And some people are in voice and making their picks that way or just typing in their picks. And it's been super, super fun. Um, we did. We actually did. I did make one of them into an actual challenge tournament in which I unfortunately matched myself up with Dave Cordero and got to experience the five Edai deck firsthand. And Zia was uh, no match, especially when Bornitz Touch uh, purged my Martian Generosity on the second or third turn. <laughs> it was rough. But yeah, I guess I don't know too much else. I kind of figured this would be a little bit of a shorter one. Do you have any final thoughts, Alex, on our draft format? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. the only thing I would say is like we love, I mean, we're very open to feedback on the format. It is very much a new thing. We we th I think that it has the potential to actually be a very fun competitive format. I don't think I don't think that this is just a casual format. I think that it has potential like where competitive players could actually really get into this. Um, I think that it creates, like I said, I think it creates interesting decision points that are not present, like. What I like about playing sealed is you get some, like you get some restriction, right? But the problem with sealed is you have too little choice, um, and so I think that this is sort of a, an attempt to find a middle ground between uh, complete archon, which I think is a valid format and will always exist, right? But um, and somewhere in between the sealed and archon formats, we have this sort of draft format. Um, and so, uh, like I said, just if you want to hop in Discord and join us for, we're doing mostly, we're not actually playing at the games most of the time, but we're just testing the drafts. Um, cause that's really the playing the games is the aspect that is the most straightforward. Uh, we're really testing the drafts to make sure that that part is very tuned to balance. So if you want to hop in Discord, um, if you want to just, uh, shoot us feedback, feel free to do that too. Um, you can shoot me if you have thoughts about it, but you don't want to, you're not a discord person. You can always email me at the at gmail.com. Um, and I'm happy to hear any feedback, uh, that you have about it. And we're really, 
like I said, we're open to any and all ideas at this moment um, for how to make this as uh, fun and as competitive as possible. Yes, definitely. And congratulations to those in the Sanctimonious League, the 70 plus Reversal League. The first round's almost all the way done. All of my finalists have already been knocked out in the first round, so my bracket prediction was awful. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think we only have one more match to be played, and it'll probably be played by the time this podcast hits your ears. So good luck to those that are in the final brackets there. Um, yeah, definitely join the Discord if you haven't already, if you want to be a part of this testing. Um, we'll probably be testing it a lot. Cause I mean, it's, God, it's so much fun. Like the drafting portion is just so much fun. Like, oh, I used to love Magic the Gathering drafting. This kind of feels like it a little bit. You're just, yeah. yeah. You're, you're yeah, tickling would... that, that part of your brain where you're like, yeah. well, shoot, there's only three copies of Sanctum left. If I don't ban Sanctum here, I could just be forced into Sanctum. So I have to do the unthinkable and ban Sanctum from being in my decks. Because my Sanctum collection is... I mean, really, if you've banned Sanctum, you 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 just lose, though. That's the... you, just, you just lose. You're kicked off the podcast. You can't. <laughs> no, but it's been super fun. Um, yeah, so much fun. Like, I'm super... <laughs> like, we just keep running test drafts, like, over and over again. It's like, yes, we're doing this to test. It's like, no, I'm doing this because I really enjoy doing it. It's just fun. It is just fun to run the drafts. <laughs> Well, it's funny because, like I said, like I can hit Zia because Zia has Mars. Zia is the Mars Jenka, um, Dish Shadows, and like that deck is so easy to hit because Mars is so open. But um, yeah, I've been trying to angle towards different decks to see, like, what if I had this house combination as my best deck? So that was the Star Shadows Logos, which actually actually works out pretty well because typically Worlds Collide Shadows is not great, but in that deck, it pretty much. Um, archives the entire shadows house so you don't really have to worry about it um but yeah so it's been kind of fun to pick like a house combination at the beginning of the, gra- the beginning of the draft and say hey can i like angle myself into this house combination i should i am going to try to get dis logo shadows that's going to be my next attempt i've got my classic coda deck and let's just see if it's possible to get the dis logo shadows yeah, and I, I think I think that that I think that that approach is probably what you have to do. So like I feel like if you're playing this format, you kind of have to have like maybe like what I what I've kind of seen success with in a draft so far is having like maybe a two or three decks that kind of share a couple of houses. Uh and then I that allows me to aim for mostly like two of the houses and then the third deck, the third house can be kind of flexible. Um, and that seems pretty doable most of the time. Um, I will say that the ends seem to be the most challenging, but we're, <laughs> we're we're working on things that will, I think, are evening out the fairness for people on the ends. Yeah, and while you've been recording, people have been saying maybe if somebody gets locked into house um, like Mars early, they just get two auto ban picks right away to avoid being. Uh... I really like that. I really like that because it just avoids the impossible deck uh, entirely. Like entirely, it's your, it's your fault you got stuck in Namar. So two of your bands are now the two houses that you can't have. Yeah, and then your pick is just skipped again until you actually land on a pick order. So that could be a thing. I mean, you could end your draft right there too, which is kind of unfortunate. But if you stuck yourself with Mars, you probably don't want Sarian and Star Alliance anyways. So yeah, yeah. You, you you're not gonna pick those houses. Or, you know, you don't want to have an impossible deck. So and we are, and I I think I see that. Yeah, I, 
it does make the uh dave said this in the discord but i i think that it makes the draft a little bit more resilient for future sets as we continue to add more unfathomable. unfathomable i'm super i am very excited about unfathomable they look really fun aquan creatures coming out of the depths all right. Yeah, we hit 40 minutes. I think that's more than I even expected to get out of this. So yes, drafting is fun. It's fun to create alternate ways to, you know, enjoy your play of Keyforge. Hopefully the glorious U2 with the open qualifier to get into the main event will be end of September. So just, yeah, be on the lookout. We will be advertising that. Uh, thank you as always to all of our Patreons, the people that have stuck by us through these troubling times. We really appreciate it. Yes. And you guys are super appreciated. Thank you all for all your support and just for and everybody that continues to listen. Yes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for, you know, this has been a crazy time just in the world. And uh, yeah, the fact that you guys are still listening to us talk about Keyforge and people are still interested is uh, really meaningful to all of us. Um, and for the glorious you two, I do want to say if you have any interest in being a sponsor of the event, um, we are currently seeking sponsors, uh, people who could uh, kick in prizes or uh, if you if you're open to it, monetary stuff. There's no pressure, just, to, just so we can be clear about that. No pressure to anybody to do this, but uh, we want to make it a fun event. We want to make there some kind of reward for winning. Um, but uh, so if you're interested in doing that, just let give us a shout, uh, PM us on Discord. Like I said, shoot me an email, and uh, we'd we're very much looking for that at the moment. Yep, so give them, the, give them your juicy contact details there, Alex. Uh, I am the Nick of Slots, hashtag 6418 on Discord. Uh, you can also hit me on Twitter as Nick of Slots, or uh, you can email me if you're an uh, 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 oldie, oldie but a goodie, uh, at the Nick of Slots at gmail.com. What if they want to snail mail you? Just kidding. I mean... No, don't say it. <laughs> you can find me, I'm Dan is someone, D-A-N-I-S-S-M-O-N-M-E-1. Wow, I stumbled over that one today. Um, yeah, on Twitter, Twitch, Discord, um, Steam. Dan is someone on Steam as well. If you play video games, I play video games too. Um, yeah, find me out all those places. Thank you again for listening to this week, and we will see you next time. Later. Archons of the Crucible, when it is your first pick, you better not ban House Sanctum. We are watching. We will know. You will be ejected from the inner sanctum. But remember, with sanctum on your side, you will always come out ahead when you forge those keys. All right, a couple of postscript messages here. So we did hit the 32 player requirements. We will have two 16 player pods. The draft has been updated. The spreadsheet is amazing. So please, if you are interested in this format at all, please come check out the Discord to see the current updated rules where, yeah, your auto bans happen if you get stuck in House Mars. And Dave Cordero has completely uh, just transformed the spreadsheet so you are drafting on your own sheet. It is pretty amazing. So yeah, come check it out. Come hop in the uh, Discord and ask to run a draft and we will run one with you. All right, catch you later, Archons.